How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Welcome. I'm so excited with this show. It's picking up momentum. There's so much going on. We've had some great acts coming and going through the studio and getting great feedback. And thanks to you, the listeners, for making this happen and being committed and supporting live comedy. It's so nice that we hear from comics um, that the seats are filling up. And I'm not saying it's because of the show, but it is nice to see people at for any reason, getting out to see comedy. And part of that is stand up, but of course, sketch comedy, too. So this whole show is sketch comedy dedicated to some of the biggest players in the GTA in Canada and actually into the U.S., might I add. (laughs) And when we think of sketch comedy in this country, we must think of this man, Scott Thompson. Hello Welcome. Hi. You're the man. You're alumni. Oh, geez. Am I? Yes. Icon. Thanks. 1984 started in a little comedy troupe known as Kids in the Hall. And I think for a whole generation like myself, that really kind of was my entranceway into sketch uh, in a different level. Because I know Second City was around before that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I felt at that age or when I was coming into it that that Kids in the Hall more resonated with me, kind of the content you were doing. And by 1989, it became a CBC series and HBO, back when HBO wasn't HBO. No, no, we made HBO. You made HBO. I think it was your show. Yeah, we built it. And then, it, seriously, it was one of the first shows um, with some marquee, I think. Yeah, I, I there was us in uh, a show called um, Dream. What was it? Make it? What was it about a guy who lived out his fantasy? Dream on. Dream on. That's Dream it. On, and that wasn't. Well but that was. They were the two big shows on on HBO at the time. Mm-hmm. But HBO wasn't uh, a big deal then. No. It was. It was even. Uh, it was even pre-Larry Sanders. That's what really started uh, to make it. You let's know. talk about, because you were on Larry Sanders' show, of course. A lot. Yes. Yeah, a lot of appearances on Yeah, there. I was on the last three seasons. Gary Shandling. Yeah. How devastating was that for yeah, you? Yeah, very much so. He was an incredibly great guy. He was a, well, he was a genius. That goes yeah, without saying. That happened. Sure. You don't meet a lot of those. No. And uh, unlike a lot of geniuses, he was also a very nice man. Yeah, that's what I hear yeah, in all the comics. Very, very sympathetic man. Very kind. And, you know, he's a comedian mm-hmm. and a good one, so obviously he's a little cracked. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we all are. He's work. he was always working on it. That's, yeah. He would never be like, you know, some people, they just go, oh, I'm dysfunctional, I'm an asshole, you know? Yeah. I'm going to live in it. Gary was like, eh, I don't have to be this much of an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> you know? He seems so easygoing. Conan talks about how easygoing yeah, he is. Yeah, he was... Uh, and he was that guy. He was amazing. And he, and I, you just never saw him stop working. Like, he was always... He always had a notebook and he was always figuring out mm-hmm. lines. And okay. But, um, yeah, he, he was always working and it didn't matter where the inspiration came from. He was very democratic about that. He oh, was that's a real inspiring good. man. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, he, in other words, he didn't hog everything. It no, was like, no. You know what? It was your... Oh, you, no, he, he didn't care who... He, he didn't care. If someone came in and... and uh, Murdered everybody. Yeah, he'd be like, eh, "It's sad," but they had a good line, and he'd, <laughs> u- he'd use their line. <laughs> he would. I love that. And of course, your famous Buddy Cole. You bo- you published a humor book, Buddy Babylon. It was a biography. Biography. Autobiography. And a graphic novel, The Hollow Planet. That's about Danny Husk. Yeah, based on the kids in the hall, and written and performed two one man shows. We have here Bree Watson, a bilingual improv stand up and sketch comedy comedian. So is it French and English? Yeah, it's French. I suppose French. I should have 
mention That's okay. which language. Could I'm be anything. Would. Currently a member of the improv troupe Exit Pursued by a Bear with the very sweet and charming Jillian English who was in here. I love yeah. watching you guys. She's and um, a lot of projects, Baywatch, What If, and the Improbable. Sk- <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. No. Did I say? Was it? Did I say that? Yeah, you did. You I, said it. You said it. Yeah, not right, but you it. said not it. Right, right. Close. I learned. Yeah. Listen, I learned French at the back of a cereal box. What do you want? Oh, that's smart. You know? No, they're the only French language uh, improv troupe. Oh, and they do. They play the same sort of style of improv that they do in Quebec, the LNE style. So right. It's, What's that? I'm sorry. Man. It's like um, it's basically a competition. It's almost theater sportsy. Uh, but it's like it's set up where there's a it, it's almost set up like a hockey game where you play three periods uh, and you've oh, got a ref. Cool. Yeah. And he's wearing stripes. Oh, right. uh, and then there's still you still have two teams playing up against each other, either combining uh, scenes together or just one team against the other team. And then the audience votes with the. Uh, <coughs> color that's so cards. much fun. Yeah, it's a lot yeah, of fun. Interactive. It's very interactive. Yeah. yeah, that's always good with audiences. You've also been in She Dot, which is going on right now. Yeah, what's Festival. coming up at the end of the month? Coming up. Big City Improv, Toronto Sketch Comedy Festivals, and nominee for Tim Sims Encouragement Awards. Stop, you Ooh, big show yeah, off. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Well, Not Stephanie really. Herrera, yes. work in the arts, uh, led to nominations for Latin American Achievement Award, mm-hmm. a Canadian Comedy Award, and Creative Arts Award for Best Entertainment. And you're in Durham Region. Yes, I'm east of the city. Yes. I've conquered east of the city. That's great. But you do a lot out there. You have an improv school, an acting studio. Yeah. And workshop for kids, adults. And you mother four children out of 10 intentionally, apparently. I don't know why. But anyway. All the same guy, too. Yeah, good for you. Love that. Uh, Comedy, (laughs) stage, film, and TV. You have a lot going on there, Missy. Yeah. I'm always so impressed with, with... when you can balance stuff like that. And all of you uh, have done, been at Second City. Yeah. Yep. So I, that's where mm-hmm. I met producer Vin. So Scott, no? Mm, yeah. Okay. I got fired. Yeah. Did you? So <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about that? No, I love to talk about it. <laughs> so oh, Scott, no, I prefer to talk about jobs I was fired from. <laughs> producer <laughs> Vin, Vince Tedesco and I, we were, I was taking uh, Second City. I was in like level C or something, A to C. And that's where I met the, the Vin man. So I love sketch and that's why I'm very excited to do this show. And we're going to talk about someone who sadly uh, recently passed from Second City. I think you all know him. Frank McNulty, and we'll briefly talk about him after the break. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640. Hi, this is Inside Jokes. I'm Jeremy Hotz. It's not my show. It's Cruiser's show, and it's on Talk Radio AM 640, which you know because you're listening. And we're back, Inside Jokes, Sketch Comedy Edition. We have some of the best of the best here. Of course, Scott Thompson, Grandpere, not from age, but oh. from experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. Grandpere? I'm a young, grand, I'm a young grandparent. Yeah. Three, did yeah. I even say that right? An grandpere? O- yeah, no, it's perfect. Au pair? No, I prefer au pair, actually. Yeah. It makes me seem like a young, sexy French girl. That's right. Of course, mommy with four kids is like, give me an au pair, please. <laughs> Uh, just brief talk about Frank McNulty and his contributions to Second City. Sadly, he passed a couple of weeks ago, um, and he was at work just after work. And what did he mean to you, Scott? And oh, I knew Frank for a long time because uh, we were in the um, touring company years ago mm-hmm. in Second City, and mm-hmm. uh, that's when I was there with Kevin and uh, Dave. Mm-hmm. And he was a very, very funny guy and a very, very nice guy. He was always uh, he, and the, the last time I saw him, I think he was um, directing a, uh, a troupe. I think he was directing. Um, 
British Teeth, was that it? Or oh. there was definitely a, tr- a, a yeah. comedy troupe that he was working with. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but it's he was like, always giving to the community. He was a great guy. So good, Bree. Oh, man, I know you? who they are, but they're very, they're very dark and they're very funny. Did they? Are they still together? Uh, I believe so. Oh, yeah. Good. I know they've changed their. Oh man, I wish. I so knew it's okay, Stephanie. Okay. Did you know Rob? I didn't. Okay. Oh, they were uh, called. Sorry, they were called the weaker vessels. That's, that's okay. right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Plug. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, no, they're so, great. So, Brie, your exposure to him? Or? You know, I uh, I did not have the opportunity to take a class with Frank, and I'm I'm very sad about that. But I I equate Frank to one slight moment of bravery that I um, experienced, and that was the first time I went to the Second City uh, like show show mm-hmm. and asked to do uh, the set at the mm-hmm. end of the night because mm-hmm. I I'm a, I do a lot of improv. I'm an improv gal, and I was like, this is it, right? Like you, you know, it's a big deal if you could get up and do the set after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not let me do the set, but at least I asked him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Um. So so yeah, that was my moment. But he, the only he had a good reason because they were in process, so they yes. weren't letting anybody up. But it was mm-hmm. still, you know, he was so passionate about. It, it seems, and from what I've read on Facebook, it seems like he was so passionate about yes. just helping young comics out, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't charge anything. Apparently, like this weaker uh. vessels troupe, they, you know, they he was their director, okay. and they would offer him money, and he just wouldn't take it. He was joking. Wow. Yeah. So someone like that was very inspiring, obviously, to many people. Scott, who was your inspiration? Scott Thompson. I mean, growing up in comedy. Yeah. Your well, influences. I, I don't. I mean. When I was really little, it would be people, uh, Carol, Carol Burnett, Burnett yeah. Yeah, yeah, and sure. Flip Wilson. Yes. Those were my two yes. favorites. Um, I was obsessed with Flip Wilson. Yeah. People have forgotten him, but um, uh, yeah, Flip Wilson and he Carol Burnett. He was great. Burnett, he was amazing. And I love yeah. that stage. He had like a stage that was like a thrust stage and people yeah. were all around him. And he did many characters. He played drag and, you know, he was a hilarious guy. Yeah. Um, but I was never like, you know, stand-up is what I'm doing right now, but mm-hmm. I was never really into stand-up. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I like it very much now, but I never really... It was all sketch for me. Carol Burnett was the number one. And then SCTV. Okay. And Monty Python. And Monty oh, Python. Python. All of you, yeah. Stephanie, too? Oh, man. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have to add the Frantics, because I had lunch with my wonderful friend here, Peter Wildman. From Peter Wildman. And yeah. that I still have my cassette of four on the floor. Like, that wow. was... Yeah, that they, was were, they were great. Canadian. I also... I mean, Codco. They were incredible. Yes. I've been yeah. watching Codco lately, you know, online, and it's amazing how far they went and how yeah. good they were. Brie, who was your influence? Oh my God, are you nuts? He's sitting right beside I know. me. Yeah. <laughs> is this why you've had this look all the whole yeah, time? Yeah, a whole time I've been here. Look, I'm just like, freaky. we're just staring would, at him next yeah, to yeah, us. I know. No. Well, I they should know I am here. naked. Yeah, well, I that, I mean, that was a little awkward at Buddy Cole. I want to talk about Buddy Cole. Okay. Because then I want the girls' input too on oh, okay. Buddy Cole as a character. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were doing Buddy Cole when gay was not gay. Oh, and you could not do gay. Gay was the worst thing a person could be in '84. And when oh, was the Lord, Ellen? It was a nightmare. When did Ellen do the sitcom that she got way after me? Yeah. Way, way, after me. way after me. So Buddy Cole, um, you do. There's this. no money in being first. Let me just say that. Yeah. The money's in third. <laughs> no, but you didn't blow him off. You kept him. I still do Buddy Cole. Of course, you did him on whole... Colbert recently. Yeah, that was I did. So awesome. Yeah, Jesus. No. And I still there's certain things now that I'm doing stand-up because I can be myself now. Yes. You could not be yourself yes. if you were, like, you could not be an openly gay comedian no. in the 80s or no even way. the 90s. It's just not possible. It's only very recently that you have any real chance of success being that way. And Buddy Cole was in many ways my uh, my voice. Hide out, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I, I, you know, I, I had to hide behind him because I yeah. could not be what yeah. I'm doing today. The world had not made that jump. The world, the last four or five years, suddenly 
the tipping point happened, and suddenly society decided that homosexuality is not the worst thing on earth, and maybe we should be behind uh, people like that. No what, pun intended. <laughs> what would Buddy Cole, can you do in character what Buddy Cole would say? I don't know about, if I can right now. I'm sick. I have you a not cold. Buddy and I, I, no, no, he's always. I, I'll be honest, I, I'm doing stand up now, and so I, I don't even, I, I won't even do stand I won't do Buddy in the show. Come on. No. That's so hurtful. No, I don't but care. Rolling Stones doesn't play satisfaction. Is that no, even no, fair? no, no. I'm reinventing myself. Okay, and, that's fine. And, and I'll, I'll come, you know, I'll, I'm still writing for Buddy, and yeah. I'll. I'll do a, the next time I do a show will be a character show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, it's a different world now. I can be myself and I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, you I'm, live I'm off. In, Listen, you've been I'm around. En- yeah. You can do whatever you want. I'm enjoying it. And I go, I'm getting up off the stool. I begin my show by st- st- starting on the stool that I get up. Mm. And, uh, okay. you know, it, but, you know. That's I, as far as you go? No, that, then I get the back down. Yeah. That's the whole <laughs> show. But I'm very, you know, Buddy was, uh, the thing I, I, I discovered with him is that. When things are changing, but then when you would do that voice, that accent, yeah, people are it. very conditioned <laughs> to believe that that kind of a homosexual is is uh, basically the toothless. only kind. No, no, not that's not what I mean. That, it means that people don't take them seriously. They're toothless. They're not to be frightened. They're they're like you know. I'm scared oh, of them. Silly things because they're smarter than me. But but people don't fear them. But Buddy Cole. I yeah. lulled people into a sense of safety with that accent. Yes. But then I just stabbed them. I can't believe the yeah. stuff he over said. And over. Okay, we're going to go to break and we're going to hear from Bree and Stephanie about Buddy Cole and some of your influences and your favorite characters on the sketch comedy edition of Inside Jokes. I'm Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, I'm Sandra Carusi at... Oh, I knew I'd screw it up. I'm Mark Bennett. I'm on Inside Jokes, and you should be listening to it. It's only on Talk Radio AM 640 with host Sandra Carusi, who is not me. And we're back, Inside Jokes. Okay, Bree. Oh, well, because, like, Buddy's a character that people identified with. People wanted to see. I know someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and he would come back, right? Yes. Whereas the show right now, they don't have any of these big iconic characters. Well, that's, that's interesting because that's something I I I, I notice about Which your show? generation of sketch comics is there's a lot less character work. People do not. I, this is what I find with young sketch comics. There's much more persona work. People basically play on a persona, but there, I I see very little where people become go deeply into these characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a political thing. Yeah. I think there is a kind of a thought to nowadays that, oh, it's not, it's all that appropriation talk and all that nonsense. Because I know a very good friend of mine was doing an improv and they were doing a day in the life and the guy had a, and this is a white guy that was doing it. And the guy that was doing the day in the life was an East Indian and he had a thick accent. So my friend did the thick accent and someone called him on it. And I thought that's just nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's just political correctness oh, run amok. Are you yeah, kidding me? Sure. Yeah. And that's they what I think. The, I yes, that he character. was. Yes, and oh, I, I, I think that is one of the things behind that. And also, I think your generation is more. <sighs> people have kind of like passion is kind of like irony mm-hmm. has done a mm-hmm. number on passion, mm-hmm. and so to do characters, you've got to dive into it. There's no irony when you do a character you're just doing the character but now everybody wants to be hip and Mm -hmm. ironic and so i think that's one of the things that is inhibiting Hmm. 
great character work. I'm not saying people don't do it, yeah. but I definitely notice much sure. less. I'm too of old it. to be a hipster, so I so give me an example. I'm just in, no. Um, I, one of the things that I have seen in Toronto, especially, that would inhibit things like character work is just the stages that we're on. And this is something mm-hmm. that's come up a, a oh. bunch. So we're at Comedy Bar, for example. Yeah. Comedy Bar, you can only see people from the waist up. So what It's we not a great stage. Do, that's the irony right? of it. Right. It's a great yeah. club, but for sketch comedy, it's hard. so what people tend to do a lot is just become these talking heads, where it's just... It's well, funny because Gary Rideout is a sketch artist, he right? Is. And his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carly right and enjoyed yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a great venue, and I guess they have, I mean, they've had the Skechersons there for years and years, so, yes. I mean, they make it work, and they do. They play characters there that come mm-hmm. back and stuff like that, but I feel like as a whole, a lot of a lot of us are just sort of talking heads, and what, we're, what we focus on, you're right, is, you know, joke, 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 as opposed yes. to really getting into a character, really getting into character work. I mean, that could be some of us aren't great actors either so I mean we could yeah but I do notice it as, as just an overall thing mm-hmm. with generation we this, have... that generation so generation. that's the difference is what the irony From not only that but I, I well I agree with you with the whole political correctness because well, that is definitely... taken over so when uh, I do the same thing I'll go is. I will play different races gender everything I'll play everything and people always say you know you can't really do that I'm like but I just did are you so, kidding like this oh, yeah, is getting I'm, I, I'm listen to me everybody listening <laughs> it is get lost because you're interfering with art and you don't yeah. do with musicians but you want to do it with comedians and I've had it I was talking to a comedian last night and he goes I got this joke I want to do about transgender I said stop you can't oh yes you can Sure, I mean, I absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Scott, you can. Scott, you can. I, I can't believe what I get away with. Right. I don't know why. Okay, but that's like, I could talk about Italian women who are cougars, and you can't. But then we're gonna yes, also, I can. But anybody I disagree can. with you. I, I absolutely yeah. disagree with that. I can talk about any race, Actually, any you sexual can. orientation. You can. Male, female, whatever you I don't believe any of that. I don't, if you have the right, if you've got the right intent, and you've got the right context, yes. I don't believe any of it. I, I think agree. all That's of it true. is fine. From blackface to drag, all yeah. of it's you fine. You think you Absolutely. can get away with blackface? Yay. Well, I did it in Kids in the Hall. I don't even, I don't even okay. like the word yeah. blackface. I what know. does that mean? Right. You're just trying to look and sound and move and think like Properly. the character. Okay, but you take Scott, away all... And also, we're Canadian. We're not yes. Americans. Yes. Our mm-hmm. history is different so i'm not going to borrow america's racial history to ours it's silly it's not our history you could do blackface in 1984 kids in the hall i I did it in the 90s and i got it we got definitely it was controversial yeah yeah i don't know about now you could do that i would i I have a character that's west african and i just want to do him and when i want to do him properly (laughs) oh i did do him but how do you think i i I can i can imitate him uh, naturally naturally but you know, and I said to people, like the last tour the kids in the hall did, I wanted to do this character. It was about a like a Nigerian prince who actually was a prince. Yeah. Right. And actually does make this old lady uh, in Saskatchewan rich. And then they fall in love. <laughs> and, right. right? Yeah. And she he flies from Lagos to this beautiful woman. Oh. And I wanted to do him on stage and they were, You can't. I go, why? Yeah. It's a lot of the times now, as well mm. as there's a huge new crop of comedians who are diverse, right? And so mm. a lot of the times it's like their voices uh, are being uh, spoken by, you know, white people. Well, then they can do white people. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And they do. Sorry. And they do. And they, yeah. do. And they do. Mm-hmm. Bri, well, <laughs> sorry, your character. Let's talk about one of your characters. I watched you. Uh, I love it. Like, char- what do you mean characters? Like old. Well, uh, well, you did a couple of things. You and Jillian do stuff together. That's true. I have a tendency of playing the like high status, mm-hmm. uh, smart 
bitch. Yes. Uh, and it's interesting, though. I don't know. Um, I've had feedback that people uh, like seeing me get taken down a peg. Mm. So it's every time in like in improv, if that comes up. Hmm. So however we do with having this big this big character with a lot of status, it just sort of getting her ass kicked a different in different ways. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I play a lot of different characters. It's self-deprecation. So, right? but, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, I do a lot of that in my stand-up okay. as well. That's like, that's the big, my big ticket item is. I, yeah, I want to talk about with all you guys' relationship between stand-up and sketch because they're two different things. Stephanie, who's your favorite um, character yourself or someone else? That I've done yeah. myself. I do sort of a variety too and we, I like to play everything. Men, women, oh, God, and yeah, all different gener- yes. uh, just kind of different racial backgrounds and whatnot. And, and I think it's, it, it is interesting Interesting, like I mentioned with the PC thing, that's really taken uh, mm-hmm. taken us down a peg or so. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm really that type of person. I think anybody can do it because we all come in contact with them. We have relationships mm-hmm. with them. We're all on the planet Earth. We're all here. We mm-hmm. all can sort of explore it together. Yeah. So I never yeah, did that. Yeah, I, I think that that I think it's anti-human. Yeah. Yeah. The whole idea that you can't this whole we appropriation equal, talk we can't is anti-human. Yeah. If it's, yeah. if it's, it's smart. Wrong. If yes. it's smart mm-hmm. and it's not just for the sake of, you know, mm-hmm. bringing down the a particular group, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're punching but it's just up. A, you're just playing a person. Right. right. If you, like, it's not, character. it's just a person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people are bad and good and yeah. everything in and between. One thing that we get to do a lot of too out in, uh, out in east of the city is do a lot of interactive uh, shows and whether it's a murder mystery or dinner theater or whatever and then we really get to immerse ourselves. I mean, you're talking about stage. We don't have a stage. Right. We're within the audience, we're changing characters. We're kind of thinking it's, it's a fantastic way of really immersing yourself in it. Yours is called Magical Murder Mystery Tour. Yeah, that's going on right now. That sounds fun. You did Tony and Tina's wedding, too. Yeah. What'd you play? A couple, a a, a myriad of of things. The first time I got hired for it, I was uh, the pregnant uh, bridesmaid. That was my dream role. Uh, (laughs) Couldn't take it. I was in Chorus Line at the time in Hamilton. So then I came back and became a mother and one of the bridesmaids. Oh, and um, I was the one that greeted everyone at the door and got the song. I was the one with the pipes. So I got to do some singing. I could hear it. Okay, we're going to talk more about that after the break with our sketch edition. We we have a star-studded cast with Scott Thompson, (laughs) Bree Watson, and Stephanie Herrera. Thank you so much. I'm Santa Cruz. Stay tuned for more on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. And we're back. I'm very excited about this show because when I was in Second City for five minutes, taking a level C as far as I went, <laughs> do you guys find me cute? Do you think that's <laughs> cute that I did do that? I'll tell you one thing, though. And that's I said. I met my buddy Vince there. My girl, my three girlfriends took it. I left that experience, and I'm in, I was in sales and radio, coming back and saying to everybody, everybody has to do improv in the whole world. Agreed. <laughs> Every job. And my kids now are 10 and 6, and I am putting them through it. Mm-hmm. I forget sports. They could do that. This is an integral part of life. Uh, and people wonder why. And there are those um, corporate classes you could take yeah. for, for I sketch. teach them at Durham, Durham Improv. In fact, when I started the class, the improv class up at Fleming College, they said, well, who is this for? I said, anyone who's going to be in front of another human being in their life. Yes. True. CEOs need to take it. Yeah. The, oh, they hire me. <laughs> the skills. Well, no, your skill set is huge. Yeah. And we, we Bree talked, uh, Bree Watson here talked briefly about when, on her stand up show. And Scott, you're doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, you do not do stand up. A little bit. No, I do. 
Yeah? A little okay. bit. Actually, it's more character-based, so too. So I, I love improv. It's so much work, though. Um, and I always say stand-up is so much work. We could argue that up and down. Depends who it is. So how different, Scott, what skills are you using differently? And why are you doing stand-up and not sketch? Well, I, I'm, I'm doing stand-up because I can now. And yeah. uh, I can be myself position. completely. Yes. And that is very recent. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing sketch because what am I going to do? Like, join mm-hmm. a, a, another group? Like what? I mean, One man show. what? Am I going to find a group better than the kids in the hall? Yeah, I, know. I don't think I know. so. So right. I, I do sketch with the kids. We did a tour last year. We did yes, a, a, 2014, right? Yeah. All brand new material. Yes. So you know, I definitely, you know, I I I played around with the idea of putting some characters into this show, but I mm-hmm. I just really wanted to be a stand up, and that's what I've done the last few years. And oh, I I so didn't cool. want to like turn around and go, and now I'm going to put on a wig. You just can't do that can't in a stand-up club. No. no. Because, but They're it's different not, things. But if yeah. we expect that of Scott Thompson, like, are we just bad that way? They do expect it. And so I, I take time with the audience to kind of like, uh, you know, get them happen. used to it. And, yeah. and I'd say that from the, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And, At the same uh, time, I think people are excited to see you as you, as opposed to you in character. It's like and the stories you can tell, like watching Dave stand up, and you're just he yeah. tells these story, like the Uma yeah, Thurman Dave, story. I just Dave want Paul everyone Lee to hear. Yeah, yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah. Three of us have been oh. doing stand up yeah. the last yeah. little while because they, yeah. you know, and the stories are so rich, and we just sit there yeah. like this. I know. Well, Dave had a very, very yeah. fast learning curve. My God, he mm. learned I could, way faster than me because he so, started out as a stand up. I yes. did not see, and that's a big difference. I want to talk with the ladies about that, Scott. Though you have your 20th anniversary of Kids in the Hall movie, Brain Candy, That's yay! Right. That's right now. When yeah. is that? Now, today. Today Mommy. is the anniversary. Happy, kind of. happy birthday, yeah. oh, man. Where Brain is Candy. It's, 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 you know, it's a cult thing. It's uh, I don't yeah. know if it's being shown anywhere here, but um, I just they just Ladies. did an our online I'll, article I'll, about it. I'll play it. it in my apartment. You guys could come over. It's Anybody a pill that gives worms to ex-girlfriends. That's one of my favorite See, lines look at this. is so magical because Scott <laughs> is so iconic. Scott, do you not love this? People are yeah, like, I do love this it. This is yeah. like Monty Python. Come on. Who doesn't? It's like Monty Python. Like, we all know the words, you know, and this is Brian or the Holy Grail. Yeah. Right. We all have. Yeah. It's part of who we are as we grew up. Um, it's great. Yeah, I'm very re- proud of it. I liked. Good. Oh man, I liked. What I liked the most about the kids in the hall is how much my parents hated it. <laughs> yeah, I love. Why that. do you think they hated it? Uh, because of my bro- parents are very buddy. conservative. Yeah, buddy very Cole Catholic, and I was yeah. here. I you know I was a young girl watching a gay guy. grown men talk about sex. Yeah. yeah. They, anyway, I cannot believe what you got away with. Oh, you couldn't do. Th- you couldn't do things. No. no. Well, we weren't on TV until nineties. Yeah. No. We did our special at eighty nine, yeah. and then the special the but series they, started ninety. But it was a very politically correct time too, if you remember the turn of the uh, the, the late eighties, the early nineties were a very similar polarized time the issues were different mm-hmm. but it was a very politically correct time and we were very much like mm-hmm. we smashed everything it was mm-hmm. we were very gleefully. impactful when i like because then it came back on a comedy network for a while and that's mm-hmm. when i mm-hmm. discovered mm-hmm. it and it mm-hmm. was just as impactful yeah know, it's like, still it's I, I, yeah. I think it still holds up. Still is for timeless sure. stuff Absolutely. all the way like it's just human, human behavior that's yeah. really right. that never changes it's a treat for me it's funny i use it as a treat when i was researching this to see scott do that again because i'm like Put that in time. Like Maggie Casella, who I love mm-hmm. to bits. Me too. She was, again, a timeless. When she did something, when you couldn't do it when you could, when she was doing it. Right. And that was like you. And you guys were doing, like, out gays in the 80s and 90s. No. Well, not only that, but no it was so did. truthful. Like like you said, immersing yourself yeah. into a character. I use it as what? when I have guys play girls in improv scenes. I'm like, you know what you need to do is go yeah. watch some kids in the hall and watch uh, how they portray <laughs> women. They're, they're they, just cool. women. They're just they're making their voices. Yeah. Yeah. They were yeah. doing their sisters and their mothers and their girlfriends yeah. and their whatever. What a 
love fest, Scott. Ugh. We're going to no, talk. It's to- a great thing to be able to. I think that society yeah. should should have a, a a day. All the world, the West yeah. probably would start with the West, but it would be like a, a gender. F- yeah. I don't, maybe not gender, whatever, gender, whatever. So basically Please you dress swap. that yeah. day. And it's a very good because it's not religious. It's not ethnic. It's yeah. not racial. Yeah. It's walking the shoes. Secular yeah. walking the shoes. And it's like that day you dress in how you, what your culture, whatever you perceive as the opposite So sex. a transgender just wrote a story just a on trans that. day. He, be fun. Uh-huh. He wrote a story going from women to man and how much privileged his life was as a white right. uh, I, yeah, male. I read that. Yeah. Did you read that? It was mm-hmm. fantastic. It was perfect because if you heard Peter Anthony last week you would have choked him and when Jillian English your buddy was on here with oh. Peter Anthony she was going to choke him too I can was, see that yeah Andrew Why? Chapman's here he plays Defending the Caveman oh because um, we are talking about female hoohaha.com and it's a new platform uh, by Elizabeth Banks for female comedians. Oh, yeah. And, um, and uh, a white male, Peter Anthony, says, oh, come on, if you're funny, it doesn't matter if you're male, female. And I said, it's about getting another platform. That's what it's about. But we can talk about that after. Uh, after the break, more from the sketch comedy gang here on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640. This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Okay, Brie okay. and Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, Brie, you're doing some stand-up. Why are you doing that? Why, Brie? Why? <laughs> Why, Brie? Uh, stand-up is a is a great way for me to tell stories about me and jokes about me and the, and the you know politics I have and, and the problems I have with society. Right, so it's Which a social platform. Absolutely, yeah. and, and so it's not necessarily uh, you know art. Well, that's debatable. No, no. But, uh, but it's different than improv, where it's very much in the moment, what's mm-hmm. happening in this particular scene, and it's very mm-hmm. different than sketch as well, which can be very political, but but not, you know, usually if you're working with a bunch of other people, it's a mix of people's ideas and a mm-hmm. mix of people's politics as opposed to stand-up, which is just you and your own brain and your own thoughts and your own funny. So the skill set there now, do you struggle? Stand-up is so different than improv. It is. What's it the is- number one difference? It, it it's I know what it is. It's, it's written, written down. You prepare it ahead of it's time. It's written, yeah. Uh, and when you're when you're going out and presenting stuff, it's like you know, it's you're putting yourself yeah. out there. There's nobody else to fall back on. If it if you if you're set bombs, there's nobody else to blame except you. Mm-hmm. Hey hey, I do one person improvs entire show. Okay. She's one person. You're brave. So that's, yes, you're brave. Really? Yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah. How does Tons that... of fun. Wow. Um, oh, I could never. Yeah, do it's that. it's fantastic. But it's also, wow. and I think I, I break it down to the audience because people know stand up. You've had time to work on your material. Then you have to prove you're funny. That's when people sit back and go, "Okay, make me laugh." Yes. And right. they start heckling you. Improv, they realize you're going up with nothing. Right. And they're very supportive, and they think, "Oh my God, is, it, you know, is this going to be a car crash?" So they're actually rooting for you. Speaking I think car- it's the audience. Speaking of car crash, the very sweet Brie Watson and Jillian English allowed me on their stage at Social Capital Ooh. Theater because I needed some stage time. It was great. So it oh, okay. Hang on. No stand-up should brave their way. I felt like the revenant going through. Like <laughs> I stood oh. up there in front of a bunch of people who are so talented, and the audience too. And it was a small room, and I tried out my material and I I chemo was easier um, oh, it was, really? it was Brie it was so great to, to watch you <laughs> hit on <laughs> young guys in the front row right. who were like this is hot but also I'm terrified <laughs> uh, it would no I it, it's a quiet room too it's and tough. a lot of the a lot I mean we 
Jill and I do improv at the end of the night. We bring it, and it's yes. a variety show too, which is yes. always hard. It's always hard to be a stand-up comic on a variety show. I found, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're like opening. If you're mm-hmm. opening, there are no expectations yet, so you're the one setting the pace. But if you're going up against an improv troupe yes. where, where it's just Thank like, oh, it's, it's silliness, it's craziness, yeah. mm-hmm. we're all out there, and then it's like, no, now you have to look at me for the next ten minutes. Yes. And only it was me. good chop building for me because. It was a different stage, and uh, comics always tell me all the time, you know, if you want to improve, go go in front of a tough room. So I think that qualifies for the for for a quarter anyway. I feel like we're probably a different demographic than the show you were playing to in Mississauga that you were working out to anyway. I was going to go do a theater room with uh, opening for Frank Spadone and Angela Sarukas, which I knew was going to be ethnic, which was going to be 500 people, mm-hmm. which I could use some certain, and of a certain age demographic, versus that night I was playing for a younger demographic who were in the six and totally different. And we're all like, we're all working on our own yes. comedy yes. stuff, yeah. right? So, so, but that's why, that's even when I go do a yucks um, amateur night and I'm going to try out new material, what a different environment than, totally then mm-hmm. right scott yeah I, I just did the comedy nest in montreal last week wow cool and that's a completely that's totally different than doing comedy bar right or red dog theater or anything it's a very it's it's tough as hell where, where did you stand up in toronto i, I just you know, everywhere you know comedy bar the rivoli yeah. bad dog everywhere a, yes. every place any place that'll have me mm-hmm. i that's how i work my material out and then I'll occasionally do yuck yucks or those places mm-hmm. but i i really need to work my material in a standard comedy club yes. because I figure that that's the toughest thing mm-hmm. and if I can kill there I can kill anywhere. Right. Stephanie, what is your favorite uh, so you do the murder mystery, magical murder mystery tour. Mm-hmm. What out of all the projects you're on your teaching, you do, you write you wrote a book, The 10 Commandments of Improvising. Yeah. What oh. now? Hopefully will get published. Yeah. <laughs> well, now everybody you can publish. Well, that's just it because uh, yeah, and I did that just because uh, there. I mean, there are a lot of there are books written on improv, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. but I wanted a fun spin and also things that bothered me as an improviser watching because unfortunately, when you're improv as all of us are, uh, we get to watch a lot of bad improv. Oh, and okay, what's bad improv? Crazy. What's bad improv? Well, it's the, the going for the gag and not listening and and yeah, I'm not getting nods here. Okay, it, it's the little things like that. So I give examples and so I call it the Ten Commandments and I also stress. These are rules, air quotes, because rules can be broken. Okay, and what's a quick things. air uh, gag going for the gag? Like, so me and Vince, we used to be improv partners. We, we can't do it now with an audio, but well, what's if going you just, for the gag? Right, if me. you just told him you're, you're, you know, dying and then he, you know grabs your tit or something. Yeah, <laughs> there right. was one I used in the, oh, the example. Okay, got it. Yeah, oh, right? No. There was That's a there was a great one I used it as an example and but there were somebody there were Maybe. two girls. But what was the bad tit? <laughs> <laughs> and he and he, and he took, cut Is it, it off. Back to life? Right? Is there a come on. That's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. And then he, you know, brought it back to life with his magic tit. It's touch. it's a lot like yes. a, endowing. A lot of times people the, the term endowing when you walk in and you're like, "Hi grandma, your yeah. your hump looks smaller today. That's awesome." Mm-hmm. Um endow yourself. Why are you always putting things on other people? What are the best examples? That I saw yes. with two people, two women on stage. A guy, lights came up. A guy walked past them and said, "Hi, vampire. Hi, lesbian," and oh, walked geez. away. And they had to do a whole oh, scene like that. That's oh, amazing. come on, that's interesting. <laughs> I love learning about. <laughs> I actually like to see that. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of improviser I am. Yeah. yeah. Hi, dump vampire. Hi, lesbian. See that's you later. Scott Thompson. Yeah. Okay, it's all here on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM six forty. Hey, I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640.
You could do it. That's your one-man show right yeah. there. I'm sure it'll be a hit. Oh, no, my, I, do want, I want to write a novel about Lazarus. Do you remember Lazarus? Yeah. When it was Evil. raised from the death? Because mm-hmm. you read about it, and the way Jesus talks about him, he calls him his beloved and blah, blah, blah. And you're going, hey. why the hell did Jesus go out on such a limb to raise this guy from the dead? Unless they were sleeping together. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> heavy, heavy and dogs. Then, and then yeah. my joke, my, my idea for a book is that Lazarus is still alive. Yeah. And it'd be wow. like an interview yeah, with course. a vampire. Well, he had a secret. Yeah. He didn't die. And he's yeah. like running. Yeah. Going, well, ah, when am I going to die, Lord? Secret love affair? Yeah. Oh, my dear The God. only one. Does every, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's he's promote. also a Highlander. All the awesome stuff for people to go out and see. Um, and of course, Scott, who's doing a stand-up all around town. Do you have a website that we could promote or social media to um, find I, you? Um, Twitter is my thing. Twitter is uh, yeah, Scott Thompson handle? underscore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Underscore. And of course, the 20th anniversary of Kids in the Hall movie, Brain Candy. Yeah. yeah. That's a treat for all and of can us. Can I say these dates here? Of course. Give yeah, us some April dates. Yeah. April 29th, I'll be at the Regent Theater in um, uh, Picton. Yes. And on April 30th, I'll be at the historic, the Zoetica? Historic? Historic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zoetica in Hamilton. Love it. Brie Watson, what you got? Uh, I got a cool new improv show where we improvise uh, people's alternate universes, oh. which is kind of cool. Really? Yeah. So, we, so yeah, somebody comes in and tells a story about like a big decision they made in their life, and we improvise. What if they had not made that decision? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So you, you guys should come that's tell your story. Yeah. fun. Uh, Where is that? That's at the Second City Training Center Okay. Uh, on April 20th. Yes, that's located. Uh, it's on, on Seven. Oh, this one here is 70 Peter Street. Yeah, on Peter. Okay. On Peter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I, uh, Jill and I do shows as Exit Pursued by a Bear. I've got a mm-hmm. sketch troupe called Utilidors where we're working on more and more stuff. But uh, if you go to my website, BrieWatson.com, you can mm-hmm. find all the there shows that I do. Yeah, Stephanie Herrera. Yeah, right now we're just uh, we're we're taking Coburg and Port Hope by storm right oh, now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ontario Street Theater has uh, been putting together, uh, <laughs> getting us to put together some great murder mysteries. So Grafton in. Uh, the 16th, April 16th. We're going to be there doing our shtick. Uh, DurhamImprov.com. We, I kind of okay, post good. everything. Yeah. And your book and for people who want to uh, do it. I would love people. Yeah, we join our e-blast. I have a very, very fun e-blast where I do a, do a comedy okay. video. goes Ooh. out. Because a lot of students listen to this and they want direction Lots from you guys. Lots of classes. And yeah. you know, for our audience always who love listening to comics and uh, artists like this, um, hey, another reason to get out and see live comedy is sketch uh, comedy. And of course, icons like uh, Scott do stand up. Hello. So much fun. Uh, some other listings, of course, every week, uh, Monday's Alt Doc Comedy Lounge at the Rivoli. Um, I think you're there too sometimes, Scott, don't yes, you? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tuesday's every other week at the Drake, right? We have to make sure we say that, Morgan. Got it. Wednesday, <laughs> Chuckle Co. Uh, comedy Bar, Dope and Mike Comedy at the Underground Cafe. At the Comedy Bar, we've got Beer Pub, Good News Toronto, Saturday, Simon King and the Meme Wars. Yuck Yucks, Wednesday to Sunday, Toronto. Kenny Robinson, hurry up and come to my show. I'm not chasing <laughs> you no more. Mississauga, Rob Bepinick. I knew how to say that. And the second city main stage is the hotline always blings twice. How cute is that? And thanks to our sponsors at Hakeem Optical. Yeah. You know, you look pretty fashionable today, Scott. I'm Thank just you. saying yeah. with those glasses. Yeah, these are Hakeem's glasses. Are they? Oh, he left them on the too. bedside table. <laughs> 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 
Sorry, Akeem. Sorry, Akeem. Inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> and Bree, you've got some pretty fashionable yeah. eyewear. I didn't sleep with a Hakeem. I just went to you a store. You just went to a store. You went the old-fashioned way? Yeah. No, I'm just, I don't have the same appeal. Yeah. I wear them because I wear the before and after. Like, I look like a mom from the 905, but then I put them on. Suddenly, I'm in the six wow. when I've got my glasses. Uh, April 21, Comic Vision at Roar Ontario Museum with Allison June Smith and Steve Patterson and Derek Edwards and Peter Anthony. Defending a Caveman with Andrew Chapman. Hi, Andrew, in studio. We'd like to welcome Andrew as another producer on the show, along with Vince and Tom. Hello, Andrew. Hi, how are you? Thanks for helping. Thanks for having me. I just wanted more eye candy because I'm just a coog well, that way. Lovely. Right? Thank you, Stephanie. I just did a commercial with Andrew. Did you? He's for pretty, where? Pretty did you really? Eyes. Yeah. That's... For what commercial? Well, Let's what plug it. it for? We can't talk about it. It's, yeah, it's secretive. secretive. Classified. But it'll Why be online. They... We're going to share Is it around. It? Okay, oh, yeah, no, it's I want to see it. super fun. Tag us. I will. <laughs> Actually, uh, on uh, Inside Joke 640 for Twitter and um, the other thing, <laughs> Instaham. Yeah, and Facebook, you can check us out there. And uh, check out our videos now. We're starting to post a lot more videos. I'd love your feedback on the show, always. Uh, April 30th, Comedy Night at the Chilano Canadian Club with Frank Spadone, Johnny Parada, and myself. We's doing it in Mississauga. You could go to santacruci.com. And I'm really excited, May 6th. Ladies Out Laughing, 500 Women. I'm performing with Lori Elliott and Gina Yashir. What a night. I cannot wait. Here's our Comedy Rx from somebody you may have heard of. He is an icon in his own right. Buddy Cole, or you know him as Scott Thompson. Oh. But Buddy Cole's his own person. Yeah, yeah. it's Butterick Cole. Please. <laughs> <laughs> there we got a little bit of Buddy. Can Buddy introduce Buddy right yes, now? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together, but not don't clap too hard because it might trigger someone. Just, why don't you just clap with one hand for Buddy Cole? Yay! On Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640. The only one who understands That was Scott Thompson. I'm Santa Carusi. Thanks for Technical Tom Producer. Our new producer, Andrew Chapman and Vinny Tedesco. Hey, stay tuned next week. You want to be here because we have an exclusive with Russell Peters. Yeah, I did. I so did that. You wait till you hear this one. He's going to be performing Massey Hall April 26 and 27. He's going to be filming his Netflix special, and he is going to stop in here and give us a full-length interview right here on Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi. Please keep listening. Tell your friends, and please visit live comedy. Love, live, laugh. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640.